All right, everybody, welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. And I'm Clayton. And I'm your romance novel veteran. And I'm the virgin. And we're your hosts. Guys, we're in the same room. Whoa, it's And we nuts. are in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Clayton is in my parlor. This is very exciting. Yeah, it is. It's so funny because I've also gotten so used to because the way we normally record is we call each other. Mm-hmm. So normally I'm just like staring at the wall of my office. <laughs> it's weird that now I have to talk to you and look at you at the same time. It's fun to put a face to the voice though. Yeah, it's so nice <laughs> to finally see you. It is, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Um, well, we did do the, the Bridgerton ones over, over the holiday, but those were also in a living room. So mm-hmm. we were kind of in a more chill, this isn't chill. You have a great apartment and the parlor is very, very nice, but this is closer to how we used to do the podcast Yeah, across from each other sitting. Just but also a, we used to have those, like th- those like little mini walls for like sound. Yeah. So I could only also see like nose up. Yes. That's, I'm great nose up. Ideally, The yeah. mask has been great for me. Tr- like, was this, if, was this a conspiracy by you to get every so that you could go into public only wearing I'm a mask? I'm not going to say it wasn't, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it was. Um, Yeah. So it's so fun that now we're like in person. Yeah. And, and also this is just one of our mini-sodes, so this is fun too because it's just kind of like whatever we want to talk about. Yes, we're just... Not goofing off because we obviously are professional about this, but mm-hmm. it's more free flowing. Yeah. yeah. Do we want to talk about our um, highest down, most downloaded episode, like we were just talking about before we got on mic? Well, we can. I mean, we can mention it. I, I think it's to no one's surprise. <laughs> it is our movie review of last Christmas. We won't give numbers, but it is. Uh, times. It's triple the next. It's triple the number two podcast. Or the number two episode, which is so funny to me because I did not think that that many people would listen to me talking about last Christmas. I mean, it was a great episode. Yeah. But I, I want to know what was the secret sauce there because <laughs> I would love all of our episodes to get that many downloads. That would be amazing. Yeah. So if you are a huge fan of that episode, please let us know why you love it so much. Yeah. Or and why episode- you don't like it, our other stuff as much. <laughs> I don't know how you listen to that episode and this, but if you have, you know, give us notes. Yeah. Um, so we got emails. We got a, we got a lot of emails. I responded to a ton. Clayton responded to a ton. Mm-hmm. So we feel pretty good. Yes. <laughs> yes. We try to re- we read all of them. Yes. And we try to respond as quickly as possible. So this one is from Andrea, last name redacted. <laughs> And this is, we were talking about audiobooks uh, previously in a mini-sode. I think it maybe was not the last one, but the one before. Yeah, someone asked us why we didn't review. That's when we came up with our Nora Roberts road trip, road which we trip. Were most definitely going to do. Yeah. And we've got an expert who sent in an email, Andrea, and she said, good morning, Aaron and Clayton. Good morning to you. <laughs> I haven't reached out in a long time as I'm a little hesitant to give recommendations overall. That's a me problem. I feel that same way sometimes. It's like things Did are close to your Did you say that's heart. a me problem or she said that's a me she problem? She said that's a me problem. Oh, okay. So, and then I agreed that that is also a me <laughs> problem. So that's what was confusing. Yeah. But however, after your most recent mini-sodes from today and a couple weeks ago, I got over myself and wanted to share a few audiobook insights and recommendations because I personally and professionally want as many people listening to audiobooks as possible. So 
this, I, I, I love this email because it, she gives us some steps to follow to try to get into audiobooks. So for reluctant listeners, I recommend the following. To ease into listening, pick a favorite book that you want to reread but don't have the time. It takes the pressure off of having to pay close attention while the narrator's performance can highlight aspects of the book that you didn't notice when reading the first time. That's great. Tip. That's a great tip. Yeah. Because you're right. I think a lot of people, myself included, feel pressure to pay attention. And the more you try to focus, the less you do focus. So that is a great idea. The second one she has here is start with a shorter book novella so you're not overwhelmed by the runtime of the audiobook. Again, great because I'll be I'll be like, I'm gonna listen to this audiobook. 22 hours. <laughs> but I spend a lot of time reading. So it's funny with when you say, oh, you're going to spend 22 hours listening to a book, I would never bulk at spending 22 hours reading a book. Would you, though? Because how tw- a 22-hour book would be, like, over 1,000 pages. I guess. I mean, I guess that's Have true. Have you read many over 1,000-page books? Uh, no, but I read really, really slow. No. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm joking. But, like, thinking about, like, if someone says, in th- this week you're going to read for 22 hours. I would say, that seems like a light week. What else am I doing when I'm not reading? <laughs> so that's the thing. But when if someone says, you have to listen to this thing and it's 22 hours long, I'd be like, I, I'm not going to do that. Right. So I think it is like, if you have a short novella or something like that, that totally works. Love these tips. Listen at a faster speed. One of the most popular speeds is at 1.25 times. But personally, I listen at 1.5 or 1.75, Jeez. depending on the narrator. One of the reasons sample clips can be off-putting, to me at least, is because it sounds slower than normal speech patterns. I don't know if I could go all the way up to 1.75, but going a little faster, that's something to try. Have you ever done that? No, I've only accidentally done that to podcast, and then I've been like, have I been drugged? Why mm-hmm. is everyone talking so fast? What is happening? The world is speeding up. Time is speeding up. I'm in a wormhole. I love so- your first reaction is, have I been drugged? <laughs> Somebody has drugged me. I just get very stressed. I get stressed at the speed. I, mm-hmm. It's too much. It's too much to keep up with. So then, no, I don't know that I could. But I agree, though, because I do think audiobook narrators do go so incredibly slow. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, yeah, maybe if somebody is speaking at a very slow pace and you speed them up just a hair, it sounds like normal. Like yes. Just like what Andrea said. So, I mean, I'm open to it. Yeah. And then the last tip, some romance readers do not like listening to sex scenes. Not me. She she does like that. So closed door slash fade to black romances may be a good starting point. That could be a thing. Sometimes people don't want to hear it. They'd rather read it. And that could be an issue. I love all these tips are great. Yeah. And I think the great thing about it is like at least one or two is going to be applicable for everyone. Mm -hmm. So that is awesome. And then she gave some recommendations for books that she liked, audiobooks that she liked. Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall. The audio takes this book to a whole new level. And she really likes the narrator, Joe Jameson, who has won Jameson, I believe. I'm sorry. The narrator, Joe Jameson, has won numerous awards for his performances. So that's good. Also, she mentions, this is one of the few books in which the author addresses the pressure on some men to have and maintain a super fit body. I recall Clayton bringing this issue up on a previous episode. Can't remember which one. 
Probably Multiple. everyone. <laughs> Almost everyone. I was about to bring it up until <laughs> you did it for me. So thank you so much. And then Heated Rivalry uh, by Rachel Reed. Duke of Sin by Elizabeth Hoyt. All Duke together. of Sin by Elizabeth Hoyt. That has been in the zeitgeist for a while. Like I keep hearing that book. It is so good. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I don't know, because that is the book in the Maiden Lane series I stopped right before that book. Yeah. She, and this now is I'm like... book 10, she says. Yeah, I stopped at nine, which... It, a fool. Why did I stop? Ever? Maybe. We should read it? Well, maybe we should read... Or maybe we should audiobook it. Oh, maybe. I mean, if she's saying it's a good one. So the narrator is fantastic, and she brings Bridget and Valentine to life... Valentine. Valentine to life, amazingly. And she's re-listened to this many times. Oh, okay. All Together by Brill Harper. And it's a menage novella. So it's a novella. And then Jen, our friend Jen Reed's romance, recommended this a couple years ago. So it's Jen approved. So what else can we do? <laughs> and then... The- and we've never read a menage. We've never read a like non like super traditional couple. We haven't, which is interesting. I think we should try to, you know open this up a little bit <laughs> you know i don't know how you feel but like you know maybe read a book we where feel secure more... enough in this that maybe it, yeah. we could open it up yeah yeah listen i'm not like menage isn't necessarily something that i go for necessarily so i don't know that there's a menage book that i'm like oh that's something we should do but i mean maybe this one well altogether is a novella okay so that could be good. The investment is not high. So that could be that could be a good idea to try. And mm-hmm. then The Duchess Deal or A Week to Be Wicked by Tessa Dare, obviously Tessa Dare. So that is a good option. And then she says the narration is top notch because Mary Jane Wells also narrates The Duchess Deal and is a narrator for Lisa Kleypas's Ravenel series. Mm-hmm. And Carolyn Morris, who narrates A Week to Be Wicked, also narrates Nine Rules to Break While Romancing Rake, which is one of my favorites. One of your faves. So, Andrea, thank you so much for sending this email. I think this is a great way to get people into listening to audiobooks. I'm going to try the listening to a book I already like. Yeah. And I think that would totally work for me. And maybe make it a shorter book that I like so I can (laughs) knock two things. The fast speed, I'll try, but I don't know if I'll like it, but I'll try it. Yeah. Because I'm willing to try anything. I, I know that we mentioned this the first time we talked about audiobooks, but like, I do feel like if I had commuting time in a car or something, like, I feel like then I would definitely be doing it more, Mm -hmm. listening to more audiobooks. But I think it's, yeah, the tough part is... It's finding the time. Is when to do it. Because I feel like normally the way I listen to podcasts is just like as I'm like bopping around the house, as I'm working, going, running errands. And it's like most podcasts, you can like fade in and out and you don't normally miss everything that's happening. Yes. So, but I feel like with the, that's the thing with books, I'm always stressed because I'll just like start thinking about something else for a few minutes and I'll be like, wait, what are we doing? What's happening in this? Yeah. So. I think the thing is, and I think it, it comes from our love and respect for books, mm-hmm. which is I want to be giving this attention where, listen, we have a podcast, but we know a podcast ain't a book. Right? No, no. I mean, the level of attention you have to give a podcast is not as much, 
Mm-hmm. And there may be some day where podcasts are as respected as books. I doubt it. I don't know. But so that's why I think too is like that it comes from that. It's just the respect of 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 the craft of of somebody writing a, an actual book as opposed to people getting on mic and, and yammering, <laughs> yeah. which is what we do. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. So I do think there is a difference there, but I, l- listen to something you like. I know. Listen to, um, to 10, what, I always nine, get, rules. nine rules, nine rules. Yeah. So that is great. Now, Anybody else who has any other recommendations for audiobooks, any other tips? I think these tips are really great. But if you had anything to add on to that, obviously email us. We are always open to it. Mm-hmm. And then we have. We got a bunch of reviews. Got a bunch of reviews. And we're going to just highlight two. We love your reviews, five star reviews. Thank you so much. And we're up to, we are almost at 300. That's amazing. Which is a lot. Because when I look at people's, I, I when I look at a podcast, I always look at how many reviews. I don't necessarily look at the number as much, unless it's very low, like the rating number. But we are pretty much five out of five, which is nice. Those yeah. cowards that are leaving us ones and twos aren't telling us why. Show yourselves. No, don't. I don't want to know. No, they're right. Don't. We don't need the negativity. Obviously, there's something about my voice. Only if it's about my voice. Don't say anything about Aaron's voice or we'll kill you. <laughs> well, because it's just going to be like a vocal fry thing or something like that. I just don't care. Get over it. I don't care. That's how, this is how I sound. That's how you speak. Yeah, listen, get over it. So we got one from, I'll say, I'll, I'm going to say the full name because the, the review was the full name. Because normally I won't do that, but the, the review is the full name. Robin Covington. Author, romance author. Check her out. Said, love it. This is the podcast that gets me strange looks while I'm listening on my earbuds because I'm always laughing and nodding along. I love that. Send a vid, please. (laughs) Uh, But do you have that where you will be really into? Is there certain shows, podcasts that you'll listen to and you'll be so into it that you don't even care that people are around looking at you? I love the podcast Bitch Sesh because I love my housies, Mm -hmm. my Bravo celebrities. And that is a podcast that like I can't well now whatever I'm always inside basically but like when I was out in the world there'd be certain times where like I can't listen to that one because I will start laughing hysterically like a psychopath and so I need to like when I it's inappropriate for me to laugh out loud but yeah yeah do you have one I I was trying to think and there was one recently that I was listening to and I was laugh I wasn't I wasn't in public but I was laughing really hard and I did find myself nodding along to it. And I was like, oh, I don't normally do that. But it really resonated with me for some reason. But uh, so we'll I never glad. know what it was. If I can think of it, I'll say it. But but I, that's awesome. I love that. I love how into it you get. It's nice to know that people are out there agreeing mm-hmm. with us. I'm, she said nodding, not shaking her head, because shaking your head could be either this way or this way. But nodding is definitely an affirmative, which I like. Yeah, there's a lot of reviews where people say they disagree with us, which I think is fine. Our opinions are also not set in stone. We will change our opinions. Well, the, I think one of the, uh, not to like, I always say what's good. About, I, I always notice this and I'm always like, you know what's really good about our podcast? But I <laughs> I do think the thing is, is that we don't say we're experts. Like, yeah. I'm a virgin. 
So I'm not an expert. You're off the hook completely. And you're a veteran, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're an expert. We are no, no, I would not call myself a romance novel expert because I know romance novel experts and I, I ain't on the level and I know that to be a fact. Exactly. So that's the thing is I think people know that we're never coming on here trying to give like historical backgrounds on things or can, other than like what we think. Right. I think it's purely opinion driven. And I think that's important because we're not trying to like we're not talking about the history of of romance and, and things like that we're just pretty much reading books and saying if we liked them or didn't <laughs> like them and then why which is fun for me oh no i love it that's 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 what you come here for and that's also when people are like i disagree with you or you didn't bring up this point or i didn't like it the book for this reason i'm like yeah i mean that sounds pretty legit <laughs> if you weren't into it you weren't into it and that's fine so then we also got another review from jack haas J-E-C-K-H-A-A-S. Is that? Yeah. That seems... I, I That's how I'm pronouncing it. Yeah. If it's, sorry if it's wrong. They said, delightful. I just love this podcast. Aaron and Clayton are both just charming. Thank you. <laughs> I've been going through all of them, all the episodes, I'm assuming. I've read most of the books, but also love to reread. Aaron's excitement when Clayton likes the book makes me so happy. So that leads us to their recommendation for their 100th episode. Well, our 100th episode. Our 100th episode. I'm sorry. Their recommendation for our 100th episode. And Jack House says, Eyes of Silver would be an amazing 100th episode. And you know what? We agreed. (laughs) Yes. So, Aaron, tell us a little bit about this book, because this is an important book for you. Well, do you should we read the flap, or do you want me to just tell you? I think you should tell... Well, I guess, yeah, do the flap first. Okay. I'll have you do the flap, because this is important. This is an important book for you. And I don't want to be butchering it. So I'll, we'll flap it first, and then we'll yes. discuss. So Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold by Ellen O'Connell. I think this is a self-published author okay which if so great um eyes of silver eyes of gold is a story of family conflict set in colorado in 1885 ann wells has embarrassed her rigidly proper family since she was a child with occasional but grievous lapses from ladylike behavior they blame those lapses for the disgraceful fact that she is a spinster at 28 Cord Bennett, the son of his father's second marriage to a Cheyenne woman, is more than an embarrassment to his well-to-do family of ranchers and lawyers. They are ashamed and afraid of their black sheep. When Anne and Cord are found alone together, her father's fury leads to violence. Cord's family is more than willing to believe that the fault is his. Can Anne and Cord use their freedom of being condemned for sins they didn't commit to make a life together? Or will their disapproving, interfering families tear them apart? All right. Yeah. Now, Aaron, why is this book so important to you? I don't, I've been thinking about this as it became clear that this was going to be kind of the book that people wanted, like kind of overwhelmingly it kept coming up. I do think the runners up were basically Lord of Scoundrels, which I do think we will do eventually. And Nine Rules to Rake when Romancing a Rake, which, yeah, we would also do. I think we should do another Sarah soon. but maybe We got we, to, yeah. Yeah, but we would do Bombshell pre-order now. Mm. Um, so I, I, this was like very early in my reading of romance. And I think before this, I had been reading, I started with Westerns with romance 
I don't know why, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, so I read other, bo- another book of hers called into the fire. And, um, I don't know. This was the first book I read that I was like, Oh, Oh, like romance can be different. Cause obviously we all talk about like romance being very formulaic and it is. And I don't think that's a fault of romance. I think that's like a feature, mm-hmm. but a lot of them were like pretty similar and I enjoyed that aspect of it. But this was the first one that I was like, Oh, this is telling a completely different story. Yeah. And I don't want to get too much into it cause I know you don't like to get spoiled, but it really is basically just the first year of their marriage. And it is very, um, or it can be very quotidian in that it's just like kind of like what's happening in the day to day, how they're dealing with things. And I think it's at the end of the day, it's about two people who are kind inherently and who love each other very much and want the best for each other and just don't know how to make that really happen. And I think I also started reading this, you know, before I was married. And I think Pat and I were. I think I maybe I just like moved in or something, but it really spoke to me at the time to like where my relationship was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since then it's just like remained very special to me. I think like Ellen O'Connell, I don't know anything about her. So I don't know if she's still writing. I don't know if she's still alive, <laughs> but um, I've read all of her books and I just love the whole um, everything. I, I just think she's like super duper talented at sort of what she does, which are these like, you know, fairly quiet, um, Western romances. So have you, uh, is this a book that you've reread? I've reread this 1 million times. Okay. And that I, I'm like, I don't normally read it cover to cover. Like there are scenes that I revisit or I'll start at a certain scene and then we'll finish the book from there. I think I reread it from the beginning last summer, like just did a full reread, but yeah, I'm looking forward to doing it again. It is like a hair long. So I would say like start earlier than you would normally. Okay. Because it, like in that review, I think Jack House, Jack Haas was probably referencing a lot of times when I will not say how I, if I like a book or not. Mm-hmm. Most famously, I think Dreaming of You was the big one where you were like, if he doesn't like this, we don't have a podcast. And that was also episode like three, four. This it was four, so I think. early. Four or yeah. five. I think it's five. And... That was, you know, obviously a huge book for me because I loved it. Is there any, do you feel any sort of similar pressure now? Not that the podcast will be over, but will you be, if I don't like this book, will you feel bummed or will it not affect you at this point? Because we pretty much cross over, we're pretty much like two circles crossing each other over. Yeah. And very rarely is there a sliver that like one of us likes and the other one hates. I don't know. I feel like, like, honestly, like picking this book and stuff, like you were the one who were like, it should be one that's important to you and all this stuff. And I feel like, like right now, I feel like very, very nervous, okay. but not that you won't like the book. Cause not that I don't care about your opinion, <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> but I don't think it would like, I, I think if you, if you straight up hated it, I would be pretty surprised because I think there's enough in here that you would like. And so mm-hmm. if you were just like, no, this is awful. I'd be like, didn't see that coming. But I feel like it's like, it's, it's funny. It's like such a personal book and it's a book that I revisit so much 
that it that it's like it feels like a little part of me and so it's it it makes me feel more exposed than I would in a way that like there are other books that I really love like Dreaming of You mm-hmm. but I I don't feel the same way about Dreaming of You as I do about this book. Yeah. And I think that'll be something interesting to unpack next week because why is that? Because I like genuinely love Dreaming of You yeah. and reread Dreaming of You like not infrequently. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I hope yeah. it didn't make you uncomfortable by like pushing that agenda of it being something that you cared about. No, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think it's going to be a really good episode. Like, yeah. I, I think it's just like nervousness, but not necessarily negative. Like, I okay. think it'll be good. It's yeah. good nervousness. You're not like dreading it. No, I'm not dreading it, but I'm just a little bit like, ooh, really putting myself out there. But at this stage, listen, guys. Yeah. Hopefully you know us. <laughs> exactly. You learn a little bit more about us. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and that's that's like I wanted to read something that was like really formative for you as a romance reader. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like a really cool idea because I do think a lot of stuff is catered towards me because <laughs> I'm a special old boy. But otherwise, also it's just like, since I'm the newbie and it, it'd be like, well, what, oh, will he like this? I'm like the Mikey. Yeah. I'm like the Mikey of this podcast. Do you think that our listeners will know the reference? I think our listeners do know that reference. <laughs> okay, good. I think that predominantly they will. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that's why I think it's going to be interesting too. And I respect your opinion, obviously, on books. And if this is a really important book to you, I always go into books looking for why somebody would like this. Because we do get so many recommendations and and we want to respect the recommends because just like Andrea was saying is like she has a hard time recommending books because it, it is a, it is a sensitive thing you don't want to be rejected it can feel like a rejection but it's good to share things you love with people because it's just like sharing a part of you which we all should be doing we should all be trying to share with people you trust obviously yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want to just share yourself with everybody, but you want to you want to be able to sh- share with people that you want to have a relationship with and, and trust and stuff. So I think it's it's cool to be able to read something so close to your heart. Yeah. It's like, it's like very nice. It's like kind of an honor. Well, and it feels right, too, that this is like the hundredth episode. And it's also like not just like a random episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we're doing this like for a special special occasion, Yeah, special occasion. Yeah. One hundo. Yeah. So anybody who recommended a book for our 100th, thank you so much. There was so much engagement around it. You gave us so many more books to read in the future. Believe me, a lot of your recs are going to be episodes. They won't be 100, but they'll be 100 something. So (laughs) that's still something. So yeah, and I'm very excited. I'm going to start reading it soon. It's going to be a big recording. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be good. Um, yeah. I have another... Uh, I know we don't do swoons on the mini episode, but I do, do have it. a swoon. If you feel, if you feel it, if, let it out. <laughs> well, I read... You know, I read mostly romance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read a really great book of essays, which I also don't always love, okay. by an actress, which also I find can be really grating sometimes. Yes. But... The Wreckage of My Presence by Casey Rose Wilson. I got like an advanced copy and Mm. it is legitimately laugh out loud funny. Okay. Like I don't normally laugh out loud when I'm reading. Even when we read funny books, it's not like, but I genuinely laughter and it was such a quick read. I think I read it in like two days or something and it's super fun and I think it's on sale 
now by the time this is out. So I would say if you're looking for like a fun, quick read, The Wreckage of My Presence by Casey Rose Wilson is really, really fun. And she hosts one of my favorite podcasts, Bitch Sesh. So that's how I also know her. Is she using her middle name now? Maybe not. Casey Wilson. Yeah. I thought so. I don't, because I only know her as Casey Wilson because of, because oh. of, uh, she was on SNL. She was on Happy Endings, one of the greatest sitcoms ever. She, well, I love it too because I, I have a spiritual bend to me or like a seeking sort of, you know, crystals and, um, Samhain and stuff like that. And I think she does too in a way, but she has like a really funny way of relating to it. And mm-hmm. I just, th- I just think it's really interesting and it sound and it was like having a friend, um, she also narrates the audiobook, so. Oh, hey. Hey. Maybe that's an intro into audiobooks. I have listened to audiobooks when it is like books of essays and like it's somebody reading them. Mm-hmm. Cause then it does feel like little podcasts. That's true. I think, yeah, when we talk about audiobooks, we talk about, we're talking about narrative. Narrative. We're talking about fiction. Fiction. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. My big guilty thing is that I've never say fiction or nonfiction right the first time. Like, I always have to do the pause and think about it. Like, it's not natural. Yeah. Like, fiction is not true. Well, I had a teacher in college who said something that stuck with me forever. Is that there's no such thing as nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Because it's only someone's point of view on what they think happened. Right? That's very true. And the analogy they used, which I don't think they made up, but I'd never heard it before, is when you take a slice of pie... And you eat it and you say, this pie tastes like this. You only had a slice of that pie. There's so many other people who had a slice of that pie and they have differing opinions as to what it tastes like. So that slice of pie is, is, is nonfiction. It's your version of something. It's your version of that pie, but that's not the facts and the reality of that pie. Mm-hmm. Sorry well, if I blew people's minds. We're going to leave you with that. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up the pieces of your brains and come back next week for 100. Um, no, it's true. I think it's interesting. I like sort of being able to read now those histories from underrepresented groups. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron, where can they find us? Um, so you can always email us on the tropes podcast at gmail.com that it, with recommendations, anything. Uh, we are on Instagram at learning the tropes and we are on Twitter at learning tropes. We have the learning the tropes troop, which has been growing a ton on mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, so that's been really fun. If you want to join us there, we have merch in the link below. If you want some merch, we need to get better at, we need to put some more designs out there. We certainly get a lot of emails from, yeah. <laughs> they were mad at us. We don't do the things they want us to do. I didn't know that that was going to be a thing when we signed up. It was. It's fairly constant. And yeah. they're all very nice and pleading, though, and I don't have the energy. Guys, yeah. sometimes they're sales. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't tell you in advance. We don't know. We don't read those emails. We don't promote it. Well, yeah, if anyone has any, has the skinny on a graphic designer that wants to help us out also. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's our main thing is yeah. that we really w- want to get somebody who can make cool designs. And we'll pay you, obviously. Yes. Nobody does free work. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, guys. So, we will see you next week when we're reading Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold by Ellen O'Connell. And happy reading, everybody. Happy reading. Mm